and welcome to Droughtlander episode 10 with me, Jen Brister, and Maureen Younger. You're supposed to say me, Maureen. Oh, me, Maureen Younger. They never told this bit right, Maureen. They would know from a different voice, wouldn't they? Yeah, but it's not the point. It's just that kind of symmetry at the beginning. Is As you can nice. tell that Jen Briss is in a very good mood as per usual. Oh, God. Well, I had lunch with Maureen and I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I, d- I don't even <laughs> want to talk to you about Maureen's like... Eating th- habits? I made Maureen a jacket potato. Very nice jacket potato. The only reason I made Maureen a jacket potato was either going to be a jacket potato with cheese or a cheese sandwich. So they I are thought, the options. Let's, let's jazz this up a bit and get a potato involved. Anyway, Maureen doesn't eat the skin of the no, jacket potato. But what she does do <laughs> is suck the potato <laughs> off the jacket skin. I'm like sitting opposite Maureen, just thinking, this is pretty grim. Not for me. No, no, not for you, Maureen. <laughs> no, clearly not for you. I'm talking about for me, you bloody weirdo. Oh, God. Sorry, no. This doesn't really have anything to do with Outlander, but it, that's, that's, well, that's, that explains the mood, the upbeat mood. That I, just, I just need to set the tone of what I've just had to go through. Psychological trauma. The trauma I've had to go through before we start this blinking thing. Anyway. So moving a, on. It's always, a, <laughs> it's always a pleasure, Maureen. We are talking, we're on season two, no one thought we'd ever get here, least of all ourselves, and we are on talking about episodes three and four of season two, and what a, what a rip-roaring ride those episodes were, <laughs> and that is code four, I, I can't remember what happened. <laughs> so we're now, we're now on episode three. Yes, I know that much. And Jamie is a very busy man, he's coming home early in the morning, he's been out all about, he's off again, he's, he's got five minutes to see Claire, then he's off again. Um, ingratiating himself with the prince and being at the royal court and Claire on the other hand oh, is playing the uh, the lady and oh, is bullshit yes. and, 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 and drinking tea and understandably I mean obviously it's the mores of the day that she he, you know he, Jamie's got to be the active person but she, this is not Claire Claire's not really a passive female is she she likes to get involved no she's uh, she's she's a go go get him go get him I've never said that before ever <laughs> go get him <laughs> That sort of weird mid-Atlantic accent I hate. Go, go get him. I'll never, so, say, I'll never say it again. No, she's definitely a much more proactive woman. Yes. And than she, other women in the court who seem to be happy to gossip. And we and see that because all. we see Claire and Louise and Mary having playing cards. And Mary Hawkins is, is shocked to find that uh, house, the people have sex. She doesn't seem to know that men... What sex consists of, basically. I don't think she understands that she can enjoy it. Yeah, or that would happen, that like a decent man would ever do yeah, that. Yeah, why kind would of a thing. man do that kind of thing to a woman he loves? And then in the conversation, though, Claire clicks that she's heard Mary Hawkins' name before and now she knows why. Because, uh, why is this joke? Well, because Mary Hawkins is, is the great grandmother, something of her oh. husband, Frank, which means that Mary Hawkins must marry Jack Randall. Yes, so Black Jack has got to stay alive for at least another year. So Frank can exist. Yeah. This is a very important theme in season two. Yes. Is that Claire is adamant that Blackjack has got to live another year so Frank can exist. Yes. She's very shaken up by this. She goes back home, finds Myrtle having sex with But the I maid. don't understand why she thinks that wouldn't happen. Well, no, because if, if Jack's, he's got to impregnate Mary before. The, the but, if, but why wouldn't that happen? I mean, it no, happens in history. Yeah, because uh, if Jamie finds out Blackjack's alive, he'll kill him. 
kill her before he uh, has a child, you see. God, it's just the it's the bare basics I'm not getting in this no, show, isn't it? No. Just just the basics of it all <laughs> that I'm missing so out on. Basically, not only is Blackjack alive, but she can't Jamie cannot find out because he cannot kill yes. Blackjack before he does the deed with Mary. Right, that is it. So that's the big crux. So she's in a bit of a bind. He's very, obviously very upset by this, goes home, finds uh, Murta boffing the maid. Well, I think the maid is more boffing Murta by the way. Yeah, she's, she's riding him like his dick goes 360 degrees. I looked at that and thought, that, that looks painful. Um, and then Claire's all very upset about it and has a go at Murta and then tells Murta that Blackjack's alive. And Murta's like, I'll keep the secret with you. We mustn't tell Jamie because Jamie will go off to Scotland and get himself hanged. Right, Which the so old they, Jamie probably would have done because Jamie's changed now, but <clears throat> Yes, you can see why they think that. So they're in agreement of that. Right, keep talking, Warren, because again, <laughs> I have literally no idea what's going on. Okay, and the other thing is, uh, Claire's ball. She t- goes to see Maître uh, Raymond. Oh, so she goes to see that apothecary guy. Yes, to get some protection. We've got to be, got to speak in basics with oh, Raymond. Okay, okay. Apothecary. No yeah, that apothecary. Yeah. Apothecary, and uh, and he goes, oh, if you're bored, why don't you go to Hôpital des Anges, which is a charity hospital. And you could do some good work there. Oh, this is brilliant. So you've got I mean, Francis de la Tour, who's always good, good value. Yeah, but this is, I mean, this is great, isn't it? So she just hop and, hop and a skip all the way to... Hôpital um, des Anges. This hospital, thank you, Maureen. <laughs> and uh, just sort of comes in, swans in. And doesn't she do something to a patient? And the, and the, and the nun goes, wow, we need you. Yeah, because at first I think they think, oh gosh, you know, this uh, waste of time. And then she, she tastes urine. 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 Um, urine. And... Just, and uh, detects that she's got the sugar disease. Oh, what they diabetic. Call diabetes. And I think that's when Francis de la Tour's character kind of clicks that she actually might know her. A thing or two thing about or two. a thing or two. Yeah. But I'm always amazed about how much Claire knows. <laughs> she seems to know a lot about everything. everything. <laughs> but she's not a nurse that's specialised in anything, is it? She's just, just a nurse that happens to know about diabetes. She's a specialist herbs. nurse in, in sewing people up, in herbs, in back pain, in... Legs. I mean, everything. She just knows everything. I mean... Well, can't knock her medical knowledge, can you? No, but we can question (laughs) the naturalism of it. (laughs) Okay, this is a series where you've got... I know. There's so many things you've got to let go. And I do sometimes cling on to things where we could all point out and go, she's gone back in time, so just everything after that, forget about it. Meanwhile, meanwhile, uh, Jamie, of course, is... uh, is told to Vernet he wants to discourage Prince Charles from from holding having the uprising, and then Charles and de Vernet and Jamie meet, and Charles proves Prince Charles proves he's cannier than Jamie gave him credit for because he's actually got backing, and for, gets de Vernet on side. Yeah, he's got backing apparently from English nobles up to the tune of forty thousand pounds, which is a lot of money. Yeah, even even well, for now. us. Even- <laughs> I mean, even now I was like, oh, that's that's quite, but in right, those yeah. days it would have been absolutely that's four years' fortune. wages. <laughs> If only. <laughs> Stop exaggerating. <laughs> so, yeah, so Ch- uh, Jamie's thrown. He's really like, what the hell is going on? He's really upset. Goes home to talk to Claire, but, of course, Claire... Yes. ...is at the hospital, isn't she? So oh, yes, it. yes, he doesn't know about her hospital shenanigans. And he's not happy. And he goes there and he's like, you can't be doing this because you're a lady and you're drawing attention pregnant. to yourself and you're pregnant. That's Which is true, thing. that's a good point. And for once, I don't know, some humans very good, but he, he, does, he comes across as quite petulant, Jamie, because he's, he's really pissed off that Claire wasn't there when he, he came home. Her. Yeah. Yeah. What did he need her for again? Advice, because obviously Charles, Charles has kind of outwitted him. 
That's right. Because he's promised the French also an Anglo-French alliance, which obviously is very attractive to the French. Yeah, but not likely. Well, they don't know. They don't know their price is going to fail at that point, do they? Right, no. I mean, I know a lot. I know a lot more because I live in the future. Well, I don't. I live in the present, but the future for them. Listen, let's not dwell on that. Keep going, Maureen. I, li- I absolutely don't remember any of this, really. Well, I do when you tell me, but not in the, in the sequence of events. Keep talking, Maureen. Oh, OK. I'm trying to think what then... So they have this massive row, don't they? And Jamie... Oh, yeah. So Jamie goes off on a strop back to the brothel where he spots a young French guy stealing stuff. A little boy. Who's very good in this. The guy's very good. He, he's yes. later called Fergus. So we'll just call him Fergus. So at this point, we don't know his name. But he's brilliant in this. And he chases the little boy. Yeah, and catches him. And the guy thinks... And this is when you get to see a bit of the old Jamie back, who's... The, you kind of missed him quite a bit. And he's like, I want, to, I want you. And Fergus goes, I'm not that kind of boy. And he goes, no, no, I want you to steal for me. What does he steal? He steals a lot of stuff. And he's also stolen from Jamie because Jamie's lost his... Oh, yeah, he snake. lost that wooden thing that his sister Sorry, gave him. Yeah. Or that his brother gave him. Yeah, brother that died. It, yes. Yeah. And he finds, he goes, you little bastard, because he's obviously stolen that from Jamie. Yes, so that's how good he is at stealing. And then they go to, it goes back home. Uh, I like this scene. This scene is actually quite good, where Claire wakes up, finds... Fergus in the room, and Fergus goes, got a great pair of tits. And Mur- Murta said, you said that to Suzette. And she goes, well, it doesn't make me feel special, but who are you? What are you here for? Yeah. It's a really quite comical little scene with the, the guy. Yeah. It's kind of cute. I like that little scene. No, I like him. He's a cute little... Mo- he's a and he's, he's a very good... I like... He's a good character. But you see the relationship between the two of them, Jamie and Claire, isn't... Because well, she goes, that's oh, a great plan, because Jamie's going to get Fergus to steal the letters from Prince Charles, so they know what he's up to. She goes, oh, it's a good plan. But it comes across as slightly patronising. And Jamie kind of goes, good night, and just wanders off. So those two are... Yeah, they're not they're, getting on. They're not and getting they're, on. they're still not boffing. Yeah, and you do miss that kind of... I do miss watching a couple I don't know <laughs> have sex. That's the kind of thing I've really missed in my life. <laughs> no, but I, it's... You know what it is? Yes. The, the old Jamie's no longer there, which makes you appreciate what a great character it was and what, how well some you in... Uh, acted in series one he's, he's, he, obviously Jamie's now changed and also the kind of fact that they're actually at odds it's uncomfortable to watch I find yeah I no you, you don't because you enjoy it when they're intimate with, with each other together. and then because uh, the hook of the Outlander I think for the punters like me is yeah. the relationship between Jamie oh, and Claire it's the, it's the unbelievable <laughs> romance isn't it well it is in a the way romance so. that not, doesn't exist in any relationship anywhere <laughs> I don't know that's because you've been in a long term oh, relationship that's I've been in from <laughs> Oh God! Just after hi, ele- Chloe. eleven, hi Chloe, eleven years. And you're like, oh, we barely, we barely we nod at each other in the morning now. Anyway, but that's that's what true love is, I think. Isn't it, Maury? Yeah. Mm. I wouldn't what know. Ha- I wouldn't know either. What happens next? Um, I'm trying to think. What happens next? What does happen next? You can't remember. Oh yes, they do. They steal the letters. They start stealing the letters, don't they? Uh, Fergus and Murta start stealing the letters and. Ferguson. Is Mer- it, isn't somebody attacked? Isn't that young girl attacked? That's the next episode. Oh, sorry. Sorry, but we're not we're not there yet. And so, uh, Murta and uh, I was going to say Sam. Murta and Jamie are decoding letters, and then they come across a mu- sheet of music which needs to be decoded. Yeah. And Murta goes, "I know who could do that, Mother Hildegard, because she's a musical genius. That's handy." Who the hell's Mother Hildegard? Francis de la Tour. Oh yes! Oh, you Jesus. really remember this episode? I don't well. remember this. I think I might have just nodded off. So anyway, going back, Jamie gets to the hospital. Asks Mother Hildegard to um, 
help them decipher it, and thanks to that, they figure out that Sandringham, of course, is behind it all. Oh, I didn't see this episode. I, I think I'm literally... Sometimes I watch things, but I'm kind of, like, thinking about other things, or... I watched... I do know when I watched it. I watched it in a hotel room in uh, Cardiff. There we are. I mean, I, I know... You know where you watched it, you just where, can't remember what you I saw. Know where, I know where, where I was, exactly, but uh, didn't seem to go in. <laughs> so anyways, um, we've got through this episode very quickly. We've got through this episode <laughs> very quickly because I have been completely mute because I've had nothing to contribute. So there's a big crux because obviously Sandringham is behind it. Jamie is ecstatic because they've figured out who's behind the, the English conspiracy. But of course, Myrta and Claire aren't that happy. Because obviously, if Jamie meets up with Sandringham to persuade him not to join, the oh, he'll find out that Jack Black Randall's alive. So Mercy goes, "You've got to tell him now," and Claire just can't bring herself to tell him. And don't we also see? Does does Alex Randall? What's his name? Alex Randall. Does is Alex Randall in this episode? Does he kind of bump into that girl Mary, and they sort of have a no. little flirt? They had a flirt in, in the previous episode at Versailles. Oh, right. They haven't had a flirt in this one. Well, we need to mention the flirting. You see, I am on it a little bit. Yeah, so Alex and Mary have been flirting. So that 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 sets up something for later, because obviously yes. we don't want Alex and Mary to get together, because we want Mary to have a miserable, miserable life with Blackjack. Can Randall. I just say, this poor Mary Hawkins, her love life is even worse than mine. I mean, literally, this poor woman. I, lo- I love that, um, uh, what's her name, Claire, is happy to sacrifice Mary... Hawkins' happiness and yeah, life. Yeah, that's the next episode. In order for, you know... Frank. Frank to... Yeah, you know, yeah, in that bit she's a real bitch. But anyway, we'll, we'll go on to episode four because clearly you can't remember anything about episode three. I can can't, you? actually, and I'm really sorry about that. I, 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 hope, uh, I hope you'll forgive me. Let's move on. Well, in this episode, right, episode four, Claire and... Uh, Jamie finally have sex, so that's it. A... But hasn't he been to... He comes back and he's got scratches yes. on the inside of his thigh. See, I remember this He's got bit. bite marks. Oh, he's got a bite mark. And she's like, oh, finally we're going to get a little bit of... The sex. Se- yes, that's what it's called. And then she notices this bite mark and goes... Two, two bite marks. Uh, what the hey-ho? Yeah, and what I love, even though Jamie's a fantasy male, like a lot of men, when he's in trouble, he just digs himself further in. He goes, oh, yeah, some, some, some prostitute was trying to give me a 69. Oh, I was nerve. Yeah, thinking that would calm her down. It would yeah. never, never would. And, you know... And it doesn't, in case you're well, wondering. What he it says doesn't. is, I was with a prostitute... And, it, and she goes, what, the brunette one? He goes, oh, no, no, a different one. Like, that's like... Yeah, not the one that, not the one that looks like you. <laughs> what do you mean she looks like me? She doesn't look anything like me. Oh, uh, what are you saying? Well, we're having a 69. Well, no, I was trying to have a 69. And so he tries to kind of explain, and obviously just makes Claire angry... And then Claire is furious with him, going, you know, I've just, I've been, I have to look after his child by myself. We haven't discussed anything about the child. And then he goes, well, you don't know what it was like for me. And then he opens up, and it's, I thought that's, that's actually in the, in the books. That's from the last book, but it's a quite moving. I thought it's quite moving when he goes, you know, I feel naked, standing under a, a blade of grass, you know. Mm. And it is quite a moving scene. And he goes, right, it's better if I go and sleep. By and myself. he goes and sleeps in another bed. And, and then she, you're talking she about Tandy, in. Tandy, Tandy in Tandy. Line of Duty, where her face looks blank, but she's really doing great acting. So does Katrina Balfe, where she just looks, when he's talking to her, her face is kind of immobile, but you can see that she's really thinking to herself, oh my God, I've really screwed up. And she's, she... It's all in the eyes. Yeah, she's really, it's a really good, her Some, reaction, because in these things, it's the reaction. People, person's got to react, I think, has a harder job. 
because it's you know and she does a really good job I think of she it looks like she's not doing anything but you realize that Claire really goes is thinking all right I've and that's the difference between screen up. acting and real life isn't it because can you imagine if you were having a real row with your partner and they just yeah, look blank. they just look blankly at you and you just went well your eyebrow is moving a little bit <laughs> The truth is, on screen, if you actually did have the expression you had in real life, you'd look like you're having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got to make everything smaller. Um, but yeah, no, that is good. And, and, and you think, oh God, are these two ever going to sort of make up? Are they ever going to get back to the way they were? But lo and behold, that moment we've all been waiting for does arrive. And off she pops into his room, and takes off her and nightgown and biffity back boof boof. They have sex. Finally. And we're all relieved. And we all just, we all light a cigarette. <laughs> As we, one. We have jumped a bit, but I can't actually remember how episode four starts. I'm well, I watched it this morning. I hope you're not, I hope you're not looking <laughs> to me. <laughs> for advice. <laughs> I cannot help you. Um, I can't remember, but uh, I really can't remember how it starts. I should, 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 should we have a, should we have a time out, Maureen? No, I just, I'm going to have to quickly... I, we're going to have... No, 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 you don't need time. I'm going to swiftly look at my notes Wait, while Maureen, you keep on going. For, for the people listening, if we have a time out, they won't notice. No, but I've just looked, I've just looked at the notes. Oh, Claire's right. poisoned, that's how it starts. They're at Versailles and Claire's poisoned. <gasps> oh, yes, she's poisoned by that um, Saint-Germain. Well, we don't know it's him. Oh, it's him. It's him. Uh, I know. Saint-Germain poisons her. But let's not forget that the apothecary said that he sells poison to his clients. But it, what it looks like is that they're going to die and it has a terrible effect, but actually it never kills them. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because I'm not the kind of guy that would sell poison that would kill people. Yeah, I can't believe we forgot that this happened. I can't believe that we forgot that this happened. <laughs> so of course... Uh, lo and behold, we see that Claire's poisoned, but we remember what the apothecary said, so we know no, that she's, she's all can't right. But die. she's carrying a baby, so you know. I know the fact that it didn't affect the baby. Anyway, anyway, and then of course, this is actually a crucial plot line. She has, she tells Jamie that Blackjack. Oh, Randall's alive. <laughs> slight, slight plot point. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. We don't do this professionally, is it? With our keen Can analytical you mind. Can you imagine? <laughs> So yeah, it's like plot problem. We've lost six people <laughs> immediately. We've gone down to fourteen. Now. Um, so she tells Jamie that Blackjack's alive. Obviously, she's a bit worried about telling him. And weirdly, Jamie doesn't respond like Claire would think. He's actually quite happy about it. Oh yeah, he's like, great. Well, now I know I can kill him. <laughs> Brilliant. So now all this time I thought he was dead, and I'd never be able to get my revenge. But now I know he's not dead. I know that one day I will be the person that ends his life. And he's like, great. I've never been happier, which I understand. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so Jamie's about that. Then Claire goes off to, to have a word with Maître Raymond about the poisoning. And Maître Raymond goes, look, I didn't know who I, who I sold it to. And then Because they, he didn't sell it to... He sold it to a servant, so he wouldn't know who yes. the servant was for. And then he tells Claire's future by sheep bones, I think, throwing sheep bones. I'm not making this up, on a bit of zebra skin. Yeah, and he says something about... Like, you're going to see Frank again, basically. She's like... I'm going to see him again. Because at this point, obviously, she doesn't... Well, he doesn't say Frank, does he? No, but you're going to see this guy again. And she's you're like... You're going to see... Yeah. And she's, she's like, like, see him again. Obviously, because she thinks she's sticking in there. She'll be around with I mean, Jamie. Really, she? she shouldn't be surprised if she puts her hand up th- you know, through a door and ends up in flipping 1975, frankly. It's a bit like Mr. Ben, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and then she goes to visit Louise, who's also pregnant. Louise, you know, she's pregnant by her lover's child. Oh, and then and do we find out... No, later on, not we later on. Don't, don't stop skipping ahead, Brister. Yes, she's pregnant and it's her lover's. Can she... I also think this actress is very good. This is a very good scene where she's 
you know, she wants her, she wants the child, but obviously she can't have the child. But what I love... Why doesn't she just say it's her husband? I love the fact that she's horrified at the thought she has to sleep with her husband in order to say that it's his. Yeah. I, I mean, that, that's the first thing I'd say is, off your husband, boom, you're pregnant, done. And then, it's about that time when no one's How's going... How's it going at the Samaritans? Oh, six, <laughs> you're, you're six weeks pregnant. No one's going to bloody know, are they? Like, oh, the baby came early, it's a miracle. And then Claire's a bit of a dramatic and says, you know, it doesn't really matter who the father is as long as the child is brought up with love. Which we'll find out later is what happens to her child. But anyway, um, so that's Louise, horrified. And then, oh yeah, so they have sex. Louise and, uh, sorry, Jamie and Claire have sex. And while they're discussing, having a uh, post-coital chat, there's a noise, isn't there? Jamie realises that somebody's trying to break into the house. Oh yes, and who should it be but that Bonnie, Bonnie Prince, Prince Charlie, Charlie? Who, you know, he's utterly repellent. <laughs> I mean... He's really like everything you kind of would find unattractive in, in a man. man. He's like self-involved, narcissistic, physically unattractive, uh, ha- appears to have no redeeming features. Sounds a bit like Trump. Qu- qualities. I mean, let's not even go into that. That's, that's a wormhole you and I don't need to go down. So anyways, um, and they realise, Claire and Jamie realise he's been bitten, that he is in fact the lover of Louise. Uh, wait a second, how do we know that? Because of the monkey bite. Oh yes, because the, mon- uh, the monkey bit their lover. Yes. That's a bit of And so Char- uh, Jamie and Claire realise that if they have a, a dinner with Sandringham and invite Charles, that Sandringham will realise what an idiot Charles is, won't sponsor the uprising, and to really t- put in the knife, they're going to admit, which is not very nice of them, they're going to tell Charles about the baby, because obviously he doesn't know that Louise is pregnant. Well, they're going to set it up, so they're going to bring her in, with her husband and yeah. hope that it all kicks off. Yeah. Which it does. So you've got Claire and Jamie kind of the moral thing about, you know, are they turning into bad people, even if it's for a good cause? Are they becoming... Yeah, but I mean, they're, they're just, they're like, literally, there's a load of straws and you just see them clutching at every single one. Like, all of their plans are terrible. Oh, should we just do this and hope that this happens? And then it never happens and they go, oh, that didn't happen. Should we do this and hope that this happens? And then that doesn't happen. You're like, guys, come up with a fucking plan for crying out loud. What's going on? So the, the di- night of the dinner arrives. Of course, Claire, there's been a big fire. Claire goes off to the hospital, doesn't she? Oh, there is a fire, yes. Oh, so there's a hospital. I can't really big, remember this bit, big, And then somebody... Um, Damages their their wagon, so they can't go carriage, so they can't go back. They've got to walk oh, home. Oh no! Yeah, this is the bit that yes. So they've got to, yes. they're walking home to the party dinner party late at night. When, when what should happen? They are attacked by some Saint Germain bandits. Well, we assume it's Saint. We don't know for sure, but we oh, assume it. Yeah, we right. assume it's Saint Germain. Anyway, a group of men who end up raping uh, Mary Hawkins. Mary, poor Mary. God, this poor girl. I know. So she's. They, all, they try to attack Claire. They also try to attack Claire. Then they recognise her as La Dame Blanche. But we don't know what La Dame Blanche is at this point. The white they, woman. The white woman. Well, um, anyway, they think that she's a witch or something. Yeah, so they run off, luckily. Uh, and then they... Sh- oh, does, does Murta come out? Or did I make Mur- No, Murta was there, but they knocked him out. So they go back to the house, because Jamie's wondering where Claire is, because all the dinner part. Sandringham arrives. He's invited Saint-Germain, which obviously Jamie's really ecstatic about. Um... Jamie also meets Alex Randall. So he's a bit... Oh, God, yeah, Jack Randall's brother. I mean, literally, it's like the worst dinner party ever <laughs> where you have invited all the people you can't not. stand and they all turn up. And not only do they all turn up, they turn up with a friend you can't stand. You're like, oh, jeez, what the hell? 
And though, and then to make matters worse, and of course, Jane, the, you know, they arrive. Jamie finds out that uh, Mary's been attacked, and then you kind of see the more is the day, which hasn't changed that much. They can't, they can't tell the authorities that Mary's been attacked because once people know she's no longer a maiden, she'll never get married. So it's, you know, it's she'll be the one that is castigated by society, which she is anyway. Yeah, but so she is anyway. But fortunately. Um, oh, and then something really weird happens with Alex Randall, doesn't it? Like, he's trying to... So, yeah, so they go they go down to the... She's been given poppy seed, which I think is obviously opium. So she's... Mary later on hallucinates. But before that happens, Claire, this is, Claire and Jamie go down, have the dinner as if nothing's ever happened. Saint-Germain looks a bit surprised that she's there, doesn't he? So you do suspect yeah, well, he's behind. Yeah, he's like, how are you still alive? Uh, Charles, then they, they do the bombshell about Louise being pregnant. Charles, of course, acts like a dick, doesn't he, when he finds out? Yeah. Congratulations, but life is shit. He has a big speech about how shit life is. And... Yes, and also he does that weird thing when he when they meet that he kisses her for way too long. Like he grabs her hand and just, <laughs> and just won't like, let go. Won't let go of it, and she's like, "Oh God, this is the worst." <laughs> Do you know, the whole time I'm thinking, I'm looking at her going, "Why would you your husband? husband?" It's really hot. The guy who's playing the husband, you think he's attractive? Why would you be with? Ch- I know Why you don't. Would you be with this fay? Um, just re- revolting human. Well, I suppose, you know, he's well-known, he's famous, I suppose, isn't he? I suppose he's a prince. It is unbelievable that somebody like Louise would find him attractive. I mean... I, I agree. Yeah, I was like, if you're going to have a lover, have something, have, have some, have a, like a Jamie-esque kind of thing <laughs> going on. A bit rough and ready and you're like, oh, look at the state of that. You know, not like mm, this No, weird, I agree, I agree. This weird camp guy with, like, oh, God. So anyway, so uh, Charles makes an idiot for himself. Sandrum isn't impressed, obviously. He sees what Charles is like. Um, and then, of course, Mary wakes up. She's hallucinating. Thinks Alex is raping her. Uh, runs away. Alex tries to calm her down. Obviously, she's screaming. Everybody runs into the room. He does try to calm her down by pinning her <laughs> down to the floor, though. I did look at that and go, this isn't going to calm her down, mate. And you look like you're trying to rape her, which is, which is exactly what it does so look then, like. So then people try to attack Alex. Of course, Jamie and Murta make mincemeat of them, don't they? They just, the two of them just destroy everybody else. It's a little else. bit like a scene from The Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> Any of you are old enough to remember oh, the, Dukes Hazzard, the Dukes of Hazard, Where they'd just be like punching the living daylights of each other. No one even got a bloody nose. <laughs> um, it was a bit like that. Yeah, Jamie and that make mincemeat. And, uh, and then Saint-Germain... Oh, that's it. You know what I love is Sandringham goes, oh, I was so looking forward to dessert. You know, it's like... <laughs> yeah, I know. Dinner's been ruined. <laughs> but, you don't, but you don't feel like... Well, nothing's gone their way, so dinner's ruined, but you don't feel like Sandringham has come away thinking that Bonnie Prince Charlie's an idiot. Oh, no, you do get the feeling that Charles... Because you know when they're talking about the Pope and Charles is sanctimonious about the Pope and everything, you, I do think Sandringham is, is already thinking... This guy's an idiot. I think he, he is. Oh, is he? Yeah, I do get that oh, feeling. Right, okay, good. And then, uh, was it, Saint-Germain calls the police, gets the police to be called, and then it just ends up with everybody being beaten up. Um, of course, Jamie and Murta don't have a scratch on them. But then, no. you know, they're Highland warriors, whether the others are kind of... And they don't bleed. Or indeed bruise. <laughs> when around Frenchmen. <laughs> Only around other Scots. If, it, if it's Scots and Frenchmen, my money's on the Scots, to be honest. Well, yeah. I mean, they, they have a shit and they grow a beard, don't they, <laughs> in Scotland? But uh, not these Frenchies. So, what do you think about these episodes? Because bear in mind that you couldn't remember anything from episode well, I feel, three. I feel terrible because we just sat through two episodes and I don't think I remembered anything off. 
And bearing in mind that these are the more recent episodes that I've watched. I seem to remember more about episodes one and two. <laughs> I mean, unless I watched three and four first and one and two second, and that's but why it, I don't understand what's you, going on. I do like the fact that we missed that important point about telling Jamie about Blackjack. But, um, yeah, I think, I don't know. Listen, I'm not that bothered about this series. I'm waiting for them to go back to Scotland. I'm going to stick with it. I'm sticking with it. Yeah, once you hit... I mean, ultimately, this is a story where nothing really... There's no real suspense. We don't think for a second that they're going to stop the battle. Yeah, I mean, that is obviously the problem with this, with you know, this story. At no point we go, I wonder if they'll do it. I wonder if they'll make that it. I wonder. The... You're like, well, I know what happens. But, you know, you can make... I don't know if you've seen Day of the Jackal. Day of the Jackal's got the same thing where it's all about the guy... Edward I've Fox read is it. it. Edward, well, Edward Fox is meant to be killing Charles de Gaulle, and you know, obviously, he's not going to succeed. But you still—it's still a great movie. So they do have this. There is a dramatic problem here in that we know the mm. ending, but yeah. you still got to believe. You got to still believe in the story, don't you? Well, yes, and I think that's where it all falls down for me. <laughs> I think part of the problem is, you know, what it is—the Scottish thing is so interesting because we don't tend to get stories set in 18th century Scotland. So that was also interesting. You know, it's like it's like um, witness. You know, when they said it in the Amish community, Amish, Amish, because you don't normally see anything like set in that community. Part of the reason that film was so interesting was because you saw a completely different world, and I think that was the thing with Outland. You see a very different world to what you normally see on on TVs and films. Yeah, I suppose so. Whereas you know, eighteenth century France. I mean, you know, that has been done. Oh God, well, a lot. Les Mis for a start. I mean, <laughs> that's a I bit think... later. Well, that was nineteenth not... century. Even not that much later, only about 50 or 60 years, isn't it? Yeah, but they... I mean, like, in the grand scheme of things, that things hadn't moved on that much, had they? It's not like they suddenly got the telephone. Yeah, and I, I mean, you know, but I mean, the way they set up the Paris, it's, I mean, the art design is, is very good, the costumes are amazing, and and I, I do like the actors that they've chosen, the French actors, but it's, I think... It's just the season one, It was we were so interested in the characters. I don't give a shit about um, the rich French twats of the yeah. 18th century. They're all repulsive people. I find them just, they make my skin crawl. And their interests and desires and wants bore me. Mm. And also, you know what, I think there's another thing. The relationship between Claire and Jamie is strained, so that's not an enjoyable watch. And also, I think, it took me a while to realise this, the Jamie that you saw in season one is no longer there. And that was such a lovable... You know, that mixture of, like, innocence and naivety, but he was also very manly and... I mean, I know it's a fantasy, but it was a very attractive I'm, watch. Look, Maureen, I get it. <laughs> I'm not that and now, cynical. And now that, that Jamie's no longer... Obviously, for, for what's happened to him, that Jamie's no longer there. So you kind of miss that old... A bit like Claire, I suppose. You miss that old Jamie that you kind of fell in love with in season one because he's had to change as a, as a character, as a person. Yes. Well, you know... You, it would be kind of weird. If oh yeah, they he, couldn't, he couldn't have stayed the what, same. You know what had happened in the last series, but you know, all in all, I'm hanging in there by a thread, just literally by my the ends of my nails, and I'm going to stick with it, Maureen. And the only reason I'm doing it is for you. Oh bless for this podcast. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we stopped doing it. Would anyone notice? I don't think they would. I think there might be three or four. Yeah, maybe. Mm. Well, you know, it's as always, it's been an absolute <laughs> pleasure. We might do some more of these, mightn't we, Maureen? Yeah, let's, yeah. But we'll take it to the end of series two. And then see what happens. And then see how my will <laughs> to live is. <laughs> okay, then that's enough for now. Um, see you at episode five and six. Yes, episodes five. <laughs> Bye. Bye.